What is happening? And welcome back to another episode of the Mike Janella Show. I'm Mike. Obviously, this is my 45th podcast episode. Hopefully, it won't be my last. Right now, it's snowing here in New Jersey as I record this. And on the line with me, I'm assuming it's not snowing there in Texas from XPRIZE, one of the coolest companies around, and I wanted to get her on to tell us all about it and her, one of my best and old friends, Annie Wynn. What's up? Yay! I'm so excited to be on here. And no, it is not snowing in Texas. It is humid as hell, and my hair does not like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just sweat so much, so it's not good. Yeah, at least I'm enjoying it. When you get to like Arizona or Las Vegas and it's 110, they tell you it's a dry heat, but when it's humid and it's also disgusting, yeah, it's just gross. But now I guess I understand why people wear cowboy hats here. (laughs) It's not just for fashion, it's for function too. Yeah, you keep the hair maintained. That's awesome. Uh, so um, I'm going to try and find one myself. I think you'll pull it off. It's a good look. Um, so Annie is uh, works for XPRIZE, and we're going to talk all about that. She was in Texas because she was at South by Southwest this yes. week, uh, which is awesome. I want to hear all about that. You're based out in California, though, normally. So thanks for taking the time. I know right. it's a crazy life for you uh, these days. Um, so, But Annie, we start the episode or every episode with the same question for every guest, regardless of what you've been up to professionally, personally. I just want to know. I like starting every show off on a good foot. What's the okay. best thing? Maybe it was being at South by Southwest. What's the best thing that's happened to you in the last week? In the last week? Oh, man. Um, actually, yeah, it is being at South by Southwest and just meeting everyone. Um, it is my first South by Southwest. It's awesome. Isn't so it? having it's an opportunity crazy. to see it for the first time was pretty amazing. Um, and the music. Well, I do have to say this then. It was seeing a fight. <laughs> like a professional one that you bought a ticket for or no, two drunk guys in the street? It was just in Austin at a bar. Um, and I got to see a real fight of, hey, these cowboys, one guy not paying the bar bill and then the bar hand coming out and was like, you didn't fucking pay the bill. And That's then his group of awesome. friends went over and cowboy hats and the, uh, the bar hand was just like, what the fuck? And... <laughs> That's great. It it's, like, it's like Roadhouse. You were like in, a, in an 80s movie. That's fantastic. Keep and Austin weird, had, right? That's the slogan. So you saw that in person. <laughs> and it was the best. Oh, um, that's so great. That. Um, cool. So that's the best thing. that I have. We're going to talk about a lot more sophisticated stuff moving forward than just bar, okay, cowboy bar brawls. But that's a great highlight for the last that's week. Um, so Annie, uh, so the weird thing, I normally prepare like a whole document of, of notes and questions and the order I want to ask them and where I want to go. For every one of these episodes, but and I usually keep it in a in a notes document on my on my iPad or my uh, my MacBook, I should say. And for whatever reason, it wasn't syncing, and I went to go get it, and it vanished right before I called you. So we're just shooting God. from the hip here. So I hope you're ready for <laughs> sounds the, good to me. The I'm most ready. unprepared Mike Janela show ever, because this is just going to be <laughs> which is even better. Yeah, I think it's going to work. I think we'll find out uh, very shortly if it will work or not. But I think it will. Um, so t- talk to me. I mean, XPRIZE, some people may know it. It's a very popular company. Others may have no idea. Uh, you throw the letter X in any kind of company and people, I assume, will think right. it's tech or something modern or futuristic. But uh, XPRIZE, of course. Of course. what is it? Give us a little uh, elevator pitch for the company you work for. Yeah. So one XPRIZE is a nonprofit organization. It's a foundation where we incentivize big and large competitions to solve the world's grand challenges. Um, so we're, we call ourselves an innovation engine, almost like a, an R&D um, department for 
you know, anyone in the world who wants to create something to solve the world's grand challenges. Um, and it's awesome because, you know, we bring out the greatest minds um, to benefit, to build some amazing inventions to benefit humanity. And it's all about the power of competition. Um, and we will just give you a pot of maybe from $1 million to $30 million if you're able to solve a problem that we set out there for the public. So, you know, we we basically try to make the impossible possible. If you think of something that you want to create, um, we can try to help you build it um, by try, trying to crowdsource, you know, the public um, from anywhere around the world. And we all try to create these radical breakthroughs to benefit humanity. And it's just an amazing opportunity for people to find solutions in technology. So for people who are afraid of technology, we basically try to tell them. <laughs> Here's a lot of money and don't be scared. <laughs> right. That technology can solve and help you. And it's not, you know, Terminator where AI and Skynet will try and kill you, but we're trying to create a Skynet where it can help you. You mentioned, and for people who maybe don't understand the whole prize or problem issue, I mean, you go to right. xprize.org. I think the one you mentioned, which is the big, the big boy, the $30 million of prizes people may be most familiar with your guys' work is the Google Lunar X Prize, which, Correct. you know, if you can, so there's three, I'm looking at the website right now. So the, the, the mission is uh, to develop a low cost method of robotic space exploration. So you've got to what is it? You got to land a spacecraft on the moon, travel a certain amount of distance, and transmit some video back. And if you can do that, X Prize is giving you thirty million dollars, basically, right? Right. Correct. Um, and it's such a great, great project, sponsored by Google. Um, it's an, been an amazingly long process for this project. So many of the prizes um, are, you know, they stay active for two or three years. Um, but this one particular prize has lasted for maybe seven years now. And that's just because of development of the technology. That's the one thing with XPRIZE is that we know that it's hard to develop something with private money. And that's the even the whole purpose of XPRIZE, too, is that, you know, why should we be dependent on government or other institutions? Um, A lot of people why, will why agree with you in the current political climate. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's when even with the political climate right now, that's how we felt at XPRIZE. We need to step up our game to see if we could be in the market and help others in the market to find more effective solutions for any sort of even political environment, especially environment, you know, with the political stages right now in mm -hmm. yep. the administration. Um, our carbon XPRIZE, so I was just even going to spin over to there, where we're asking individuals to basically take carbon out of the air and create sustainable product out of it. So literally taking carbon out of smokestacks and turning it into tennis shoes, for example. Um, and that's actually one of our, I believe, our, it's $20 million. Um, it is, yeah, is I'm looking spot. at it right now on my, on my, yep. my MacBook here. Yes, um, and, you know, with, with these large amounts of money, um, all the, t you know, the prize winner, they can do whatever they want with the money, and that's actually the whole idea of XPRIZE is that we incentivize these competitions. These teams actually, you know, use their own funding. Um, we do not help in funding at all, but these teams use their own funding to create the technologies and the inventions. Um, and then at the very end, you know, we select a winner and they will receive that prize pot of either $30 million or $20 million to do what they want with it. 
Um, Which and I sometimes like- I'm sure can be like reinvest in the technology and further it, but there's also got to be right. some champagne and like boat Correct. parties and all that Correct. kind of stuff, Correct. right? That's what and I would I think- do. And I think because of that incentivization model that, you know, helps to get people out there to come in and say, hey, yeah, let me try this out. Um, It sucks that most people just changing the world for the better isn't enough incentive for most people. But you throw $30 million (laughs) prize in there and that tends to turn some heads. But people still care about changing the world, too. Yes, and of course. that's the exciting part with working at XPRIZE Foundation is having an opportunity to go out there and meet these crazy people who have these crazy ideas for inventions and think that they can solve one of our problems that we set out for them. So there's a whole, um, that's the exciting part. Mm-hmm. So, there's, so there's a whole bunch of different uh, prizes that are open right now. I'm looking at nine active ones. We've mentioned Correct. Google Lunar, which is, you know, landing on the moon. Uh, you've mentioned the carbon one. There's an ocean exploration one. There's one to improve women's safety. There's global learning, which is to improve uh, through technology, learning in third world countries for children. So, I mean, and I invite anyone, xprize.org, you'll be able to see all the prizes and future prizes if you actually want to try and compete in one of these someday. So how do these prizes get picked, Annie? What's the process? What makes these nine current and other future endeavors uh, rise to the top in terms of what XPRIZE decides is going to make an official prize? Correct. Um, so we actually have a Visioneer Summit. I'm not sure if you're able to see that on the website right now, but we invite um, either you know different types of organizations, either corporations or other foundations who have an idea, or even you know Joe Schmo somewhere with money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Joe Schmo with and, no money is just me talking right. to you on this podcast. <laughs> but if even you, if you had an idea or a problem where you're like this is a problem in the world, you know, we would like to find a solution for it. We invite them to this three-day event called Visioneers, uh, where different teams focus on a specific problem or challenge. And they basically present, you know, their version of a TED Talk, you know, and an interactive space for CEOs and different um, lead technologists and co-founders of whatever um, big organization out there who's involved in technology all meet for three-day weekend in Southern California. It's a big TED conference of individuals who actually do care about solving the world's challenges. And through this event for three days, people will select, you know, which challenge could become the new XPRIZE challenge. Um, so for a company like Brita, who's interested in clean water or Lowe's, who's interested in building, you know, affordable housing, each of these companies support a team to create a presentation. And at the very end, people vote on which project do they see as the new XPRIZE challenge mm. for the next year. Um, so it's an interesting process and it's actually basically a giant party for the entire three days of <laughs> all these amazing minds who are so passionate and so excited about a new vision for the future um i don't know if you you know of the netflix show black mirror i've heard uh, of it i haven't watched it but i'm kind of familiar yeah, with the, uh, the tone show. of it yeah um so obviously a more dystopian look of the future mm. um so you see that each episode is almost an x prize so if you watch that show each technology in an episode is almost an x-prize technology however we're trying to take that technology in a more positive light um, and, you know, again, with XPRIZE, we're trying to democratize technology. So what the world needs is just easier access to technology to make 
to make it easier for everyone to use. Um, especially again, I, you know, I keep saying this, how a lot of people are afraid of technology, especially with AI. And we're trying to eliminate that fear, um, just to let people know that, Hey, you know, we need technology to help us advance. We're living in an exponential world where things are so moving so fast. You know, we see that with social media um, and we need to move along with it. Yeah. Or the, else the machines yeah. are cool. Like you'll be fine with them. <laughs> I, I still have to write my mom when I owe her money. I have to either give her cash or right. a check because she's afraid of Venmo. She doesn't get PayPal. Oh, no. She just doesn't get it. So, and she's young. So I imagine for people who just are, are either out of touch or with it, they're, they're definitely scared. So I think it's a big thing trying to help uh, people understand right. a little bit better. Um, yeah, you, you bounced out a little bit there, Annie. Uh, so Skype is always fun. This is how I record the interviews. So here's my XPRIZE idea. You get someone to make a more reliable Skype connection. Because I've never made a call where it doesn't just bounce out at some point in the half hour. So Correct. That, that's, my, that's my XPRIZE idea. Um, all right, we're throwing around a lot of money figures. Um, some of them as high as $30 million. But every prize, I'm looking at it now, I think every prize is in the million-dollar-plus range. Correct. Where, where does this money come from? How do you guys raise this prize money to give out to these eventual winners of these problem-solving contests? The money actually comes from the sponsors. Um, as you noticed, we actually team up with sponsors, um, either a corporation or a foundation or another nonprofit who, as I mentioned, is interested in solving one, per one particular challenge in the world. So if you do take a look at XPRIZE um, website, you'll notice that there is a brand right next to the XPRIZE logo, logo in the active prize competitions. Um, Google sponsored this yep. $30 million prize. I see Qualcomm, um, another, we got Shell, correct. NRG, yeah, a bunch of different people. IBM, correct. yeah, okay. So the sponsor is the one who actually would give the prize pot money. Um, and the one aspect is they actually can get that money back if there is no solution. So in the whole, you know, two or three years of competition, if in at the end of the third year, you know, there is no winner, the sponsor actually receives the money back. So Google will get $30 million back if they really need does it. not land. They really need no, it. No, that's true the too. That is through. true too. They're <laughs> one of our great sponsors who really believe in the mission and for them to truly believe in space exploration and even just exploring in general, that's, you know, what we're excited about to see in a sponsor that they do care for the idea of exploration, innovation, exponentials, and democratizing technology. Again, um, I'm going to keep saying that because, you know, we're trying <laughs> to instill that into the minds of the people. Put that on a t-shirt, trademark it, right. democratize technology. Um, I love it. So what's exactly your job, Annie? I'm sure from top to bottom, everyone plays right. a very important role. You're a field right. manager I mentioned at the top of the show. What's that mean? I actually carry out um, operations logistics for a project. Um, so I solely work on the Global Learning X Prize right now. And that particular project, um, I believe, as you mentioned, is really helping. We're asking app developers to create an app to allow kids to learn how to read, write, and do math on their own. So we are focusing on children who do not have access to teachers or schools. Um, there's a story that I heard from, you know, one of my directors who went out in the field. He saw a girl you know, walking maybe two hours just to get to the bus in order to take her to the nearest school. And then afterwards, you know, she would leave school early in order to catch the bus, which total time for her to be in school is probably maybe even just four hours. Mm. 
And, you know, for this project, it's just crazy, you know, that, you know, people are still, there's so many, so many kids out there who do not have an opportunity to have an education or to have an opportunity to even learn how to count. Um, so with this particular project, I'm really excited about it. And I'm working on logistics of trying to get tablets out there into Tanzania. And that's actually where we're going to test this to see if we could, you know, put apps onto tablets, throw it out there into remote areas of the world and see if we could test for 15 months, if a child's learning level has changed or not from even base level of not learning, not knowing how to count or, you know, read in their local language. The exciting part too, is that we ask app developers to develop an app, you know, dedicated to that particular area. Thus they created an app in Swahili. And with this project, um, the code for these app, these games, it's going to be open sourced. So if it works in Tanzania, it could be changed and adapted to another country in the world. And that source code is going to be, you know, on GitHub, anywhere available for other engineers in the world or even teachers um, to use this code for themselves and adapt it. And again, as I mentioned, <laughs> democratizing technology. Democratize the tech. No, that, that's amazing. It's kick ass. I'm, I have the, I'm up here again, as I say, we're shoot, shooting by the seat of our pants here. So I'm yeah. looking at the X, the global learning uh, landing page on the XPRIZE site. So some of the stats you guys have here are, I mean, mind bending. It's, let's see, uh, more than one and a half million more teachers are needed in classrooms, UNESCO says. Correct. That kind of goes to the point you mentioned the girl going three hours round trip, whatever, to get to class. You need more teachers in more places. Um, a quarter billion kids around the world are illiterate, yeah. can't read or write. Yes. And, I mean, so these are these are huge problems. So I mean, that's great. I mean, I think of who was it? I forget who, maybe Google, who said they wanted to, you know, float balloons to cover the whole world in Wi-Fi uh, a few Facebook. years ago. Facebook, yeah, fa yeah. yeah, there you go. So the idea of just seeing, you know, all these kids that you picture on, you know, the Sarah McLaughlin commercials or something that just right, have nothing right. in the middle of Africa. And now, they, now they get to hold an iPad or a Surface or a t any tablet and be able to learn to read and write. I mean, that's a big game changer. So that's... Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I don't think and when you see the, the of enormity of the challenges that teachers face in these communities too, so even you know having a hundred kids in a classroom, and then you're like, oh man, maybe we could even have 150 kids. You know, it's just crazy to see like 100 kids in a classroom with only one teacher. So technology really is the only thing that you could think of to sort of scale and make a difference with this child, you know? Right. It's and, a great equal you know, if you can't get more physical yeah. human teachers, the best you can do is something that will teach them technologically that you can reproduce. And actually, yeah, that's what I got from South by Southwest. And I was worried where we were thinking like, oh, you know, people would come up to us saying, are you trying to supplant teachers? And it's like, no, absolutely not. This is not about supplanting teachers. It's really it's supplementing trying them. to make trying to make, yeah, actually being able to create um, resources for them. And, you know, that's the one thing, like all, of, you know, my teammates, we push the same <laughs> um, thing out there to everyone. Um, and we're, we're not trying to supp um, replace teachers, really, but create a resource tool for them. Um, one of the volunteer uh, volunteer photographers at South by Southwest came to our booth and even said, you know, we're really excited about this project. My grandchild with dyslexia, you know, really is working on a tablet right now 
And she, even that day, um, this photographer told me that, you know, my granddaughter was able to finish a book literally just a few hours ago because she was playing with an app that helped her with dyslexia and taught her how to read. Um, and it was the teacher that gave her this tablet. And this is in the United States. So it's just really exciting that, you know, teachers are already doing this too. And, and actually, you know, it's a sad thing where a lot of teachers aren't willing to use new technology. And you see that a lot in the education field. So when I heard of this story, it just made my day. And it's really just emphasizing how much, you know, the idea of we're not trying to replace teachers, but we're really trying to create resources for them. So we always, always mention the story of how if you have 100 kids in a classroom, how are you going to try and teach them all? But, and yeah, it's, it's eliminating that fear. It's melting the fear away of being correct. replaced by the robots or Skynet coming correct. to take all your jobs course, and kill you. Course. No, you're here to help. So what's so you you focus on on the global learning X Prize right now? There are yes. like I said nine active prizes. I'm sure there's a bunch of people working on individual projects or spanning across multiple projects. So what what's this office like? I mean, you got this. Uh, I'm sure you go to work and you're on the road right now, but I'm sure you go into work and it's just it's offices and floors of people trying to change the world, which is different right, than a lot right. of companies and a lot of businesses. Right. What are the conversations at the at the coffee machine like? I mean, what's the day to day like? Give me a little peek into that lifestyle. So the conversation next to the coffee me coffee machine is actually a trash can that looks like a rocket. Um, so no, and I just want to say that I love our office. Once you step into the X Prize offices in Southern California, it's amazing because you walk in and you see a giant rocket to the right of you, just hanging there. Um, And it makes you feel like you're in space already. So the space in itself, we want to create a space where, you know, the general public can walk in and it's almost like a museum where you can interact with different um, prototypes of past prizes or even current prizes. So as I mentioned, it's all about invention and innovation. So we love having, you know, mini prototypes of rockets or even, you mentioned um, earlier in the podcast, um, the Qualcomm Tricorder Prize. So we have different mini little tricorders around. Uh, we basically Star Trekked out our office, and you could even <laughs> grab a Star Trek outfit and take a, you know, wear the Star Trek captain nice. Picard shirt nice. and take a photo under the rocket ship. Um, and along with that, we have mini, they're not mini, but they're called beam robots. Um, Beam technology is a technology to allow individuals to basically remote into any area or space. And they're basically iPads on sticks. Um, So when you walk into the XPRIZE office, you see a few iPads on sticks with someone's face on it. (laughs) Oh, I've seen Um, those. Yeah, kind of like, and they roll around. It's like a robot, but with someone else's face on it. Right. So you're remotely controlling it at home. And, you know, Annie, me, for example, I couldn't make it into the office that day, but I could beam in um, and I would just roll around the office, talk to coworkers, um, go into meetings. Of course, I need someone to open the door for me. <laughs> yeah, they don't come limb off for you yet. Oh, yeah, and that's bad we, if you're trying to technology at the office. That's and... bad if you're someone that's calling in sick, but really you just want to go to the game or you want to stay home right, over or something right. like that's not good. That's there, true too. The accountability true too. there is a lot different than most people's offices. <laughs> that's true too. Um, and the one thing about these beam robots, I've, oh, they move pretty fast. I've actually seen a few beam races in the office where one guy clips off another beam. Oh, geez. Just, him over to get into a meeting room faster. Uh, 
but I love them. And the office itself is so conducive. It's an open space, um, like a museum I mentioned, and everyone is just amazingly smart. And we all care about the same thing, which is really to make the world a better place. It's very cliche, but it's true. Um, and at the same time, we encourage, you know, so many different types of partners and amazing influencers to come in. I think the one time, actually a few times, uh, Pharrell has, is a big fan of the office. And oh, it's a nice office. fan to have. Indeed. And it's hilarious when Pharrell runs up to one of the glass meeting rooms just to say hello to people. And <laughs> I, I know it made my day, but, um, you know, we, we enjoy having these bigger influencers come into the office because they care about the same things that we're working on. Um, and they help make it cool, too, to the general right. public. Correct. And make the general public not scared of right, technology. Yeah. <laughs> if Pharrell's on one of these beam robots, then you can be, too. Right. Um, is it weird? I know you mentioned a lot, you know, you're throwing out, we want to make the world a better place, and we're all thinking big picture. But you mentioned the, the, lunar, the Google Lunar X Prize, for example. It was announced, I just looked it up here, back in 2007. So you had that date right earlier. So this has been now 10 years almost, this, this thing is going, and it's still going to keep going until the prize runs out or someone does it. Is it weird? Because there's so many companies, and you and I used to work at Guinness World Records together, so we Correct. knew, all right, this record attempt is going to happen next month, or we have to get the book sales in for this year or this quarter. Now you're working on stuff that, I mean, who knows if you're still going to be at this company when some of these prizes get given out down the road. Is it weird working at a place where the goals and the frame of reference is so large and so long-term? I want to say that this is very specific to the one project. Okay. That's, that's a good answer too. Yeah. I don't know Google how the rest Lunar. of them really Correct. operate that. that no, much, no, so of course. Cool. Yeah. Of course. So for X prize, we actually try to set a deadline, um, for, you know, and it's pretty typical for a prize to end in two or three years. Okay. So I want to say that the Google Lunar X Prize is... That's your, that's your anomaly. <laughs> it is the anomaly where it has taken quite a while. And that is because of the difficulty of getting to space. That's the moon. Space yeah, it's not hard. going down the block. No, I mean, if you talk to Elon Musk, he's like, yeah, <laughs> space is hard. Yeah, um, he, but he's, he's doing had, it well. Right. He's having a hard time just getting off the ground sometimes, let alone getting all the way to the moon. Absolutely. Um, and that's where, you know, for myself working at XPRIZE, I know global learning will end in 2019. It's a fixed date. Um, and for other prizes also, there is a fixed date. And as I mentioned before, you know, when a prize ends, if there's no winner, you know, that money goes back right. to the sponsor. Yeah. So with Google, Google has always been very, a huge supporter of XPRIZE. And that is why this competition has lasted for so long, like you mentioned, 10 years now almost. Um, but that is an anomaly in that. All right. That's <laughs> good. To, go that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you guys, and we're going to get to the last couple of segments here, but my last question is sort of the, the body of the podcast here, Annie, you guys are obviously dealing with all these idea people and everyone that's coming in, these visionaries. But when you're, when you're in the office, do you guys ever kick around ideas like what X prize competition you would like to maybe see happen someday? Or do you guys leave that more to the public and the people outside of your world, four walls? We actually do. Um, and that is up to our prize development team. And we, you know, we have lunch and learns at the office. So, it, you know, typically Catchy. a lunch and learn. Correct. <laughs> a lunch and learn is scheduled during lunchtime. And it's just an hour where different teammates are, you know, interested in this topic. Um, for example... 
uh, like you, you said, better communication, um, better connection with Skype. Yes. A real world <laughs> um, application. So like, oh man, I, I was trying having a Skype call with a client and it sucked. I want to have a lunch and learn for an hour to see if anyone else has the same problem too. <laughs> and okay, let's see cool. if we could turn this into the next X prize challenge. And it does happen like that. And that's where, again, I, you know, I love working in this office where everyone is brilliant and cares about innovation, um, which really we have a lot of people who are so qualified and, you know, can be working with you know the biggest companies or big universities right now. Um, but they are more interested in being able to get their ideas out there to people who do need it. And it's the scarcity of resources that we care about, um, especially, you know, I'm going to go back to the Global Learning X Prize. You know, the the lack of traditional resources is, you know, what we care about. If we could find a space, an area in the market where we know it's lacking resources, we'll hop in and see if any sort of investment with X Prize Foundation with innovation can help. So... That's where, you know, the hippy dippy <laughs> saving <laughs> the world kindly. side yeah. comes back in again. <laughs> um, I keep pushing it, but it's true. It's real. It exists. You guys are doing, you're doing the good work. Let me tell you yes. and keep up yes. the good work. Um, all right. Awesome. Annie. So let's get to the end of the podcast. Here. I always end with uh, two segments. Same with everybody. One is the fun five, which are fun, uh, five fun, quick questions designed for you and you alone. But before we get to those, I like to offer my guests the chance to turn the tables. So you get to ask me any one question you'd like. If you want, you don't have to, but I figure I like, we're democratizing the podcast here, just like technology. Yes. So if you want to ask me anything, Andy, fire away. Now's your chance. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I think you already answered this, but I was going to ask, you know, what is your biggest challenge other than Skype? Uh, yeah, <laughs> other than a reliable Skype connection? Um, interesting. You know, you know what actually fascinated me was when I – and I, I think I make reference to this in like five straight podcasts at this point, but it's so recent in my mind. When I was driving back from California, as you well know, I was living there for a year, and now I just recently drove back to the East Coast. It amazed me how much there is still a lack of reliable cell phone coverage in a lot of the country, and some mm -hmm. of it is obviously you know, in the middle of nowhere that it doesn't seem like anyone's living, but then every once in a while – I'm driving past this one house, which is like the only house I see for 50 miles. And I have to imagine, how do they make phone calls? Like, how do they have a cell phone? And I just think like the technology has got to be there to basically have coast to coast coverage at this point, right? It's 2017. Right. So right. I think that's the thing for me is like, how can I make sure that no matter where I am in the US, if my car gets stranded, how do I make a phone call to AAA or a mechanic or whatever? Or if I'm living out in the middle of Arizona, how do right. I uh, how do of I course. get my Instagram stories without an LTE connection? How does that work? Right. So uh, it's not a personal challenge for me living right outside New York City, but I think for a lot of people, maybe that's something true. But, and you know. wonder if everyone does want to be connected. That's a good point too. Yeah, because um, I remember going abroad when I was younger. I used to love like being in a country that didn't have an American cell connection because I could just right. unplug. And now I get free data no matter what country I'm in right. on my cell phone plan. It's like, oh, but I feel like I'm not even on vacation anymore. So I can see the argument too. Right. And that's the one thing too, where are people afraid to be connected? Mm. But at the same time, you know, the world's changing and you have to move along with it. And of course, that's, you know, my personal opinion in that if you want to 
you know, explore. Obviously, as you can see, too, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, huge fan of just exploration and discovery. And that's that's the one thing at XPRIZE, too. Everyone is asked. Actually, you know, I need to ask you. So every individual who starts working at XPRIZE is asked to write, you know, what do you prize? So you prize. So, for example, I prize discovery, this one word. Um, so what do you prize? Hey, you get to ask one question, I said. Not two, <laughs> Annie. You're breaking two. the rules now I'm changing the podcast. podcast. I'm changing the <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a one-word answer. I guess, um, whew, I don't know. The easy one that comes to mind right away is, is convenience when I'm thinking of tech. And convenience can be whatever you want it to mean. But I guess, I guess freedom would be the more, I guess, macro answer. The Indeed. more... It's a good one. Uh, literative one or, or poetic one, I guess. But yeah, you can go in a million different directions with either of those words. So yeah. You prize freedom. There, yeah. In whatever form it may take. All right, let's get to the fun five, Andy. These are five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. Question number one, what would be your personal dream X prize? I guess this is kind of the question you just asked me. So if say you got to leave the company, but you got to compete for a prize for $5 million What's the one thing you personally would love to lead a team in trying to complete? Oh, man, this is hard. <laughs> there is so much out there. Um, I, I prize a new X prize in actual gaming. Um, it would be really interested to have a VR, interesting to have a VR augmented reality X prize um, to basically show empathy to increase empathy in the world. <laughs> so okay. a new X-Prize challenge would be like the new VR, AR, X-Prize to help people to understand empathy and to understand each other. Maybe it's like the human challenge <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get people to be like, fuck, I don't know how you feel, but, or I don't know what you experience. I don't know what it's like living in middle of nowhere Africa, but I will truly like understand if there is good technology out there to give me the full experience so that you know and that's where i see ar augmented reality and virtual reality come in to give people more full interactive experiences where they'll never you know they would have never had the chance to in the first place and i feel like it's so good for kids kids who are living in yeah middle of nowhere texas probably will never have a chance to go to africa or, or even know what it's like to ride the subway to school in Manhattan or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, or even like, within, yeah, yeah I like a country. I don't, um, I don't know why, but I thought the first application that came to my mind when you start mentioning that was how guys always talk about women. Like, oh, catcalling can't be that bad when you're walking down the street. Like oh, giving man. a guy a VR headset and just walking up, you know, Fifth Avenue and just having to deal with all that. I don't know why that came to my mind, but that that, that's would a be good application amazing. For that. Also, that would be a part of the competition. That there you go. Yeah. The one of the requirements. The requirements. <laughs> all right. Question number two in the fun five, Annie, you just briefly mentioned how you're a big video, a big gamer. And yeah, we haven't talked about this at all but uh you are so if you could be any video game character ever you get to live their life uh, who would you be yeah sonic the hedgehog <laughs> why that's a question 2a why sonic oh immediately sonic um i just love that he runs really fast and just rolls with it <laughs> literally nice pun and yeah just, well done no literally and you know that's sort of my philosophy is just to roll with it and that always has been my philosophy to move along with things and discover and obviously if i could run really fast i could see that things helps, yeah 
really fast and, and see more at the hang, same time. And you get to hang with Knuckles and Tails. You got a whole crew. Oh, ready to go. <laughs> Um, Google Lunar X Prize, we talked about it a lot, and you mentioned Elon Musk as well and his uh, grand visions. Question number three, Annie, as a, as a sort of an observer with a little bit of an inside uh, connection there on, your se- on yourself, give me a year. When will man set foot on Mars? Ooh, I want to say 2020. That close, huh? Three years? That's a good round, and I feel like maybe the first step would probably be around then. I think Elon is pushing hard. He's, you know, he's been like, fuck this. <laughs> if it's going to take NASA this long, I'm going to, I'm just going to do gonna it myself it quick. I'm going to make it fast. I mean, you heard about him building an underground tunnel Yeah. because one day he just decided, he's like, man, I don't want to be stuck in traffic. And immediately one week later, he starts a boring company. So for this guy to start digging, into the ground within one week of having an idea. Right. Is so so you think three years, we'll be good. We'll be, Elon will take us to Mars and we'll see what's, what's up there. If it's all cracked up to yeah. be from all the movies we've seen. Um, awesome. Question number four, uh, Annie, you've answered this question, I'm sure a million times, but never from me. I mentioned earlier, we both used to work for Guinness world records. We've seen a lot yes. of records that we've attempted and judged so many. Yes, what's absolutely. the favorite record attempt you ever adjudicated? Oh, favorite record attempt. <laughs> oh, there was so many. This is a hard question. It's um, weird, right? Like when I used to work there, you get that yeah. question from the media all the time and you figure that you'd have enough time to pick one, but you never do. Every single time it's like, oh, there's so many good ones. I can't pick one. So many. I actually really loved the world's largest pillow fight. And that was the one I did in Irvine, UC Irvine with a lot of college students. I just thought, you know, it was amazing. Just fun. I like and it. Just to see thousands of kids, thousands of kids and boxes and upon boxes of extra pillows. I've never seen so many pillows in my life in one space before. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, you know, the idea of Guinness World Records is to try to get people to be having fun again, to see like, you know, not to be too serious about things and just to be really excited about doing something together. You know, I, either it's like fighting yeah, <laughs> in a giant the, pillow fight. Being the and, best in the world at something cool and fun. And, yeah, and, and bringing going. more people together to do it, which right. is the most exciting thing about it. So that was probably one of my favorites. Largest pillow fight. I love it. All right, question number five, Annie. Last one. You've seen the trailers. The movie's coming out soon. Why did Dom turn on the family in Fast 8? <sighs> Charlize Theron's hot. That's, That's the hot. only reason. <laughs> <laughs> so Annie's a big Fast and Furious franchise fan, as am myself. We went together <sighs> to see the one, the last one that Paul Walker was in. That was Seven, right? I feel like it's been so yes. long. Yes, so, it was. So we saw that together, an emotional experience. And now with Fast 8 coming out and all these theories coming out about why Dom turned, is he just... Is he a mole? Is he planning this the whole time? It's just like a false heel turn. But you think he's just Charlize Theron. He's, she, she's got him. I mean, book. Charlize, she asks him to do something. He does it. I mean, obviously. What, what man wouldn't, right? <laughs> Who wouldn't? It's Charlize Theron. <laughs> well, I can't wait. We won't be able to see it together, obviously, because we're on opposite coasts now. But I'll be texting you and talking all about it as soon as we see it to break of it down. Course. 
Awesome. Annie Wynn from XPRIZE, thanks so much, Annie. Uh, plug whatever you want to plug, social media for you, for the company, websites, whatever. What should the people be checking out? The world should not be scared of technology. Go to www.xprize.org. <laughs> and you should watch Black Mirror. I'm just plugging that show because there we I go. love it. <laughs> I love it. It is very scary. But at the same time, you know, that's the whole point of technology. You want to see the good and the bad. So have an opportunity to check out Black Mirror and then check out XPRIZE website at the same time. There we go. Annie, thank you so much. This was awesome. Stay on the line. We'll wrap up here once I'm uh, done recording. But this was a blast. Thanks for uh, Thanks, Mike. enlightening really us awesome. in the world of XPRIZE. All right, that's Annie Wim. You can also check out MikeJanella.com for all of my social media handles. I'll have links to XPRIZE's stuff as well for you to check out. Plus, you can listen to any previous episode of the show. Like I said earlier, there have been 45 of them now. So go back, find a favorite, re-listen, download, like, subscribe. All that fun stuff. You'll also hear all about the great outro music you're hearing at this very moment. Thanks again, Annie. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Bye, Mike. And thanks to you guys for listening. We'll try and do better next time. See ya.